If you're going to race cars, mate, you're going to crash cars. Are you telling me you've made a time machine out of a McLaren? Oh, my dad always says you shouldn't hit boys, mate. Oh, uh, well, we're not friends. Well, racing is life. Anything that happens before or after, just waiting. You're listening to The Grid Girls with Saski and Sarah. Sarah Connors. What's up? <laughs> I, we're here to announce that rumours of our demise have been greatly exaggerated. Neither of us are dead, nor nope. is the podcast. Nope. We just took an unexpectedly long hiatus because of life. A lot and of technical stuff. difficulties. And lots yeah. of technical difficulties. Yeah. Listen, it's real hard to record when one of you is in Australia and the other is in Boston. Um, the and schedules to don't fair, really line up too, too well. We did make an entire podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> that got eaten by one of our technology systems. It was systems. me. It was me. So I messed up. We have two, this podcast, we have two techniques. We record via Blab so that we can see each other and talk in real time. And then we independently record on each end and we use those feeds to give ourselves a clean audio edit. Someone, <coughs> shall remain nameless, may yeah. have forgot in the excitement to talk about Alex Rossi winning the oh, Indy Jesus. 500, which did happen and we're not really going to talk about because it was so long ago that Didn't, everyone okay. knows by now. Didn't we record that podcast in the 18 hours that I was home between leaving Indy and going to Detroit? Something like yes, that, we I did. believe, yeah. Okay. And it failed. Yeah, yeah. That was all me. It was my bad. But I mean, even so, that was like, what, two months ago? Two and a oh, half yeah. months ago? It was, that was, it was two and a half ago. months ago, and you were trans <laughs> like transcendently just like out of your mind. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm really sad slept. that we lost, really sad that we didn't, that we lost that audio, because I literally... In case, so you did not hear the story because we didn't, we didn't ever record that podcast, but TLDR, uh, went to the Indy 500, got up the next day, went to take a photo. My friend won a photo with Alex Rossi Monday morning, uh, and then immediately drove from Indianapolis to Chicago to Detroit to Boston. It took 24 hours. I stopped once um, to nap for 45 minutes, got home, went immediately to work, came home and recorded the podcast. That's exactly what happened. And then I got one night of sleep, picked up my friend from the airport, and then we immediately went to Detroit for the Detroit Grand Prix. So, we, look, there are some salvageable bits from the podcast, and we yeah. will at some point put those together. There's a lot of us accidentally talking over each other because the audio gets out of sync, but a lot of it is also hilarious. Yeah. But as you said... <laughs> TLDR. We fucked up. <laughs> Alex Rossi won the Indy 500. Did. You got a photo with him. I did. With everything. Everything um, is great. Yep. And then there was a bunch of other races. Yes. You went to them. I went to Australia for five weeks. Yes. And I then came, we reconvened then, in Toronto. So I got off a plane in Toronto after being away for five weeks to find you in my apartment. That's true. Which I didn't exactly find you there because we A, you this. weren't there we when I got this. there and B, I knew you were going to be there because you had the house keys. Yes. But we went to the... I actually uh, did not see you until we were in the pit lane. Yeah, I didn't see you till... In front of Connor Daly's pit box. No, 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 no. Was... you did see me because you gave me the tickets. Oh, that's right, that's right. Listen, I don't it's remember. It's We're fine. all good, we're all good. But we went to the Toronto Indy and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. 
Um, but we are the grid girls. So let's talk about back. some women in motorsport. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we're yeah. back. We have so much stuff to talk about, dude. This is this is amazing. This whole this whole podcast is gonna be like, so TLDR, this, yeah. this, this, this TLDR, Two months of two this, months of shit that. we missed. We're trying to shit focus happens. on the stuff that's coming up. Uh, shit happens. Yeah. Lots of stuff happened, lots, lots of, of races. All right. All right, I got let's... to watch races with my family instead of the family like three person multiple city text conversation we have. So that was neat. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I got to go to a bunch of races in person, which is cool, with the squad. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, yeah, let's get right into this women in motorsports section of the podcast. Uh, we've got some stuff to talk about. First of all, I want to talk about the fact that Pippa Man might run for Dale Coyne in IndyCar in Pocono. Yo, so, this is a this rumor is that's awesome. been all over the internet. Um, it may or may not be true. But that second car, so Dale Coyne has a two-car team. We obviously have Connor Daly in one, one car running the whole season. The other car is kind of a um, who's going to be in this car at the next race kind of deal. It's like uh, musical cars. It is mu- musical cars. Uh, R.C. Emerson is racing for them at Mid-Ohio this week. Like uh, He's an Indy Lights driver. He's like 19. I don't even know. Um, but, yeah, so the rumor is that Pippa might run at Pocono, which would be freaking awesome. We saw her run for, I believe it was A.J. Foyt last year at Pocono. Uh, but yeah, it'll be really great to see her back there, um, to race in two races instead of just one this year. So yeah, let's get that going. Um, we saw Pippa actually in Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, which was, I was, I was very excited. I may have like stumbled over my and be like, thank you for coming on our podcast. We really appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sweet. Uh, we're the grid girls. Sorry. I just, words. <laughs> we need to make business cards is what we need I to do. I was way less cooler in like my delivery than it sounded in my head. That always happens. It's fine. Yeah, it's the story of my entire life. But we did see Pippa in Toronto. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are hoping, obviously, that you're going to see her in Pocono. Uh, That would be her, I believe, second race this year. Yep. Now, last year... She was only supposed to do the 500 this year. Yeah. Um, And last year, and you'll have to continue on this one as I'm becoming a more and more convert to the sport. Yes. Uh, Pippa raced several more ovals last year was it yes i don't know exactly how many but again i know she raced at pocono and i know she raced in the 500 last year there might have been one or two others um but yeah i think she was running for aj Foyt because it was her and takuma sato at pocono last year because i remember watching the abc supply cars and she was in one of them but yeah yeah um here's hoping here's hoping she gets that other dale coin seat the number 19 car yeah do the thing. Do the thing. Will it be pink? Uh, no. no, it'll be the um, Boy Scout. Ironically, the Boy Scouts of America car. You know, it'd be really cool if for one race they did the Girl Scouts of America instead of the Boy Scouts. Yeah. That would be freaking awesome. Unfortunately, I believe awesome. they're separate groups. They are they? entirely yeah. separate groups. And actually, if the Girl Scouts ran like a Girl Scouts livery on that car, um, if anyone's listening to the show and wants to, like, design for fun a Girl Scouts livery based on the current existing one, uh, I present that to you as a challenge. Uh, they use a lot of the same shades of green that Connor actually has on his car right now, so it could be interesting. That was one of the things. I'm going to just interject briefly. One of the things I loved about the Toronto Indy, uh, I mean, obviously, as I watch more India, I'm going back and trying to watch the whole season. Hmm? Each car has a different paint job. 
So once you get your head around which is which, you're like, oh yeah, it's that, oh there, it's that. There's none of this having to be like, oh, what's his helmet? What's his number? Yeah, but you know what? They change from race to race. So sometimes you're like, oh, that yellow car, that's probably Ryan hunter Ray. No, it's actually Helio Castroneves. Uh, whoops, no. Oh, yeah, I was like, yellow and red <laughs> or yellow. Okay, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the Helio something to get yellow. To. That one has red on it. That's the DHL Ryan hunter Ray car. Yep. There was a couple of them where the colors uh, the colors were very similar, and I was like, who the f Oh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, I've got that one. I think at the but last race, they it, were was, like it was Joseph and Max Chilton, and I kept, because they're oh. both blue. I was like, oh, no, it's, oh, it's just Chilton. Yeah, oh, that's no, fine. Uh, oh, no, it is oh, Joseph. Max. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. There, what was the one that, Will Power's car was the one that got me, because it's just so nondescript. It looks like a Mercedes. Yeah, It's that, like, like, bland Verizon just, silver. Yeah, I was just like, this is a really, like, I mean, it fits. It matches his personality. It, it's, it's, it's bland. He, he has that very deadpan, like, I don't know, I can't talk like I have 15 marbles in my mouth kind of situation. I, uh, I love him. He's delightful. But, yeah. Anyway. I'm going to have to bring my Australian flag with me to Watkins Glen. Oh, do because it. Because <laughs> I, I was going to bring it to the Toronto Indy on the Sunday, and I forgot. And then Will Power won. I was like, oh, yeah, of course you did, mate. Thanks. Yeah. I could have been like, because I, I, I'm aware there was no one with an Australian flag there. I looked. Right. Why would there be? Like, I mean. Here. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Half of Toronto appears to be Australian. Really? I keep meeting people. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm from Australia. And my friend's like, can't, don't you notice the accent? No, I don't notice the accent because they sound like me. So I don't notice it. Unless they say mate. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you're definitely Australian. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm like, Meh. but yeah. back to women in motorsports. Yes, yeah, so that's Pippa. That's, we'll come back to more IndyCar later, later in the episode. Uh, did you read this article from Australia the other day? You of did, because you linked it on the thing, and so did Carla. I found it through Carla, and then I saw that you had tweeted it too, and I was like, all right, fine, Car look, that's good. Car Carla and I have a strong brand of Australia. It, it's very similar to my brand, which is America, so I appreciate that. But so, yeah. uh, the article is about uh, a lady called, and I'm pretty sure her first name is Leanne. Um, her name is Leanne Tanda. I'm actually trying to double check this Tan as I go. Wait, because Tanda or Tander? Tan Tander. T-A-N-D-E-R. Okay. Um, You'd think now, I would be the one pronouncing that wrong, but no. Tanda. Is it? Tanda. Yeah. Tanda. I'm just saying, with I'm a Boston sorry, are you, accent. Are you picking on my Australian no, accent? No, 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 right no. I'm saying that with a Boston accent, Tander oh, should be Tanda. Tanda. It just sounds Tanda. ugly. Tanda. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So Leanne Tanda. Leanne Tanda is a racing driver in Australia who also happens to be married to a V8 supercar driver in Australia. So they're recognized as one of like the leading motorsports families. And Leanne had this really great article on her. So Australia's uh, special broadcasting service has a website called SBS Zila, and it's entirely a women's sport website. It's like ESPNW that's half government funded or like funded. Um, and big ups to SBS Zila. A friend of mine is the actual editor of it, so I'm a big fan of it too. And it's brilliant. It mixes like sports reporting with hilarious BuzzFeed style sports reporting and just all this great stuff. 
Um, so from an Australian perspective, it's brilliant. So if you care about Australian women's sport, check it out. Uh, but Leanne Tander had this great article on it that she had written, um, and it was about how she had learned to identify as a female racing car driver. You know, a, you and I can both attest to this. When we were younger and sports fans and this and that, we, you never wanted to be the girl. You would just wanted to be one of the guys and part of the group yep. and all of that. Because when you're young, you don't understand the bigger picture. And you know what? You're probably not meant to. And Leanne had this really thing where she's like, I didn't want to be one of the, I didn't want to be different. I didn't want anything to do with pink. I just wanted to be another one of the boys. I put my helmet on, yada, yada, yada. She talked about the fact that uh, when she was a junior racer, guys would get annoyed that she beat them. And then the next race, they would punch her off the track because you couldn't lose to the girl two races in a row and front your dad. And like things people would say when she beat the boys. And she, uh, as a, I believe, I believe in adults or slightly older, uh, she uh, nearly won the Australian uh, Drivers' Championship. And she missed by one or two points. And someone said to her, I'm really glad you didn't win because you, would, you nearly ruined motorsport in Australia. And she was like, what, what do you mean? And this person looked her in the eye and basically said, if a woman had won this championship, no one would have taken it seriously again. That's, and, yeah, I mean... And, are... and, and this person said that in the presence of her boyfriend slash husband slash... Who, she was like, it was really lucky he was there because I nearly took a swing and he dragged me out. And so the article goes on to talk about how she's changed her view of it, how she'll wear pink, how she'll be the female racing car driver because she is a female and she needs people to see her race as a female. These girls can believe that they can race. I mean, this is something we see across all media types, all sports, everything. It's all about, you know, recognition. It's all about, you know, assimilating women being a part of this into like the normalcy of you know when you watch a race uh, this is hard to explain I, I literally just read a piece on this earlier today that had to do with um Hillary actually Clinton? it was about Star Trek it was actually about Star <laughs> Trek and the fact that you know uh Sulu it's Hikaru Sulu is gay and so they just have him and his uh his partner and their daughter yeah I'm assuming it's their daughter uh just kind of in a scene and you know, for, for most people, they're like, oh, you know, why is this a big deal? Why is this a big deal? Um, because you're making this part of the narrative. You're making this a normal, normalized part of the narrative. It's not a big deal, but it's there, you know? Um, for women to, to, you know, it's like Pippa Man. She races in all pink. That's great. You know, I personally hate the color pink. And I think Leanne said that in her article, too. She was like, yeah. I normally wouldn't be caught dead wearing all this pink bullshit. Um, but you know what? It puts her out there as a woman driver, and again, it normalizes women being a part of the sport, which is really cool. Yep. And as as to the her always wanting to be one, just one of the guys. I mean, how often do we see other women in motorsports say exactly that? It has nothing to do with her being a kid. You no. know, drivers no. like like Susie Wolf says this all the time, and it actually drives me a little bit nuts. Is that you know they want to make women just sort of genderless and like. It, it, I guess you shouldn't it, you have know, to be genderless. No, that's the you thing. should be able to be whoever the hell you want to be, and you know, partake in this this awesome yeah. sport that you know anyone should be able to do. And it sucks. And it's, it's it's funny because 
you know, I think back to my sporting experiences and I was, like, I loved pink and I was an obnoxious girl. Like, I had a tiara painted on my helmet at one point. And I was cool with that part of it because that was just me and that was how I was. But when I went on things, I wanted to be one of the guys at the same time I was trying to be a girl. And it was this really odd dichotomy, particularly when you're 15 or 16 or 17 and you're trying to figure out who the hell you are and then trying to do all this other stuff at the same time. Like, it's really, it's, it's a tough situation. I mean, I think of me at 20 as a girl trying to make it in hockey and I was like, oh, I'm just one of the guys, yada, yada, yada. No, I'm not. No. And, and, because you never want to have to try to be someone that you're not. And oh no. my God, though, do you say some dumb shit when you're that young and you're trying to be you one do. of the guys? Yep. Oh my God, I feel terrible about some of the stuff I said about like other girls when I was that age. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what it does to us, though. And it sucks. Yeah. So it's really, again, it's nice to see her kind of breaking out of that, you know, that sort of societal need to be one of the guys. Um, and I hope that, again it sets an example for other women um, who shouldn't have to do the same thing. They shouldn't have to just, you know, be a genderless, faceless, you know, thing with sponsors on it. Yeah. And and this is the great line from, from Leanne's article. She says, it took her a long time to come to the realization that it actually makes her happy to see young girls wearing pink that they wear pink suits and helmets and numbers and all these things because she's glad that they feel comfortable enough now to be themselves and to do the sport that they love. And she hopes that it gives them, like maybe that for people like her that came beforehand, that's a little bit easier for them. You know, she doesn't love pink, but she'll wear it with pride because she's a girl and she's no longer ashamed of the fact that she is a girl who races. Yeah, I mean, because that's, again, that's what it boils down to. It boils down to, you know, trying to shame girls for being who they are instead of being one of the guys who's expected to win all the time, you know? So, yeah, props to her. It was a great article. uh, We will link it in the, um, Uh, down there. Check out out (laughs) com if you're, uh, you'll see this post, obviously our SoundCloud, and the link will be there for the article. It's well Mm -hmm. worth a read. Uh, it's, It's a great piece. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, other stuff in our women in motorsport. Oh, man. So, I, pff, little backstory here. I've been stuck on the couch for the last week because I had shoulder surgery a week ago. It's been literally the worst thing I've ever had to do in my life. It's also caused me to watch a lot of TV that I wouldn't normally watch, including a lot of drag racing. Because, listen, there is no other motorsports on TV during the middle of the week, but there is drag racing, and it is great. Um, I, there was, there was one event out in Colorado a few days ago and the funny car finals came down to, get this, Courtney Force against her dad. Now, how many times have they faced off before? (laughs) I don't know. I honestly, I don't know enough about drag racing and I kind of wish I did because it seems really entertaining. Um, there's a lot of women in it too, which is really, really neat. Um, yeah, I, I, huh, she tweeted the next day because she lost. John beat her. John Force beat her, which is awful. Someday. Then uh, I guess they had to take the plane back to wherever they were headed next. Um, and he sat right next to her on the plane the whole time and was like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, li- peak dad. Like, I can't, total dad. I can't. Like, peak, awful dad. I'm sure there were a million dad jokes. Like, I can't imagine losing to my dad in a sport. 
Yes, I can, because I play against him in hockey so, all the time. So, according to this, they've <laughs> faced off many times, but this was jo for John's first win of the season. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. But, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Good for him, but also good for them for, like, being an amazing family and doing all that stuff. Like, that's so cool. That's so cool. That's a pretty, yeah, I, I, that's a pretty badass family going on over there. Um, our other update for the women in motorsport is Tayana Caldron is still in GP3. It hasn't been a great season for her so far. She started off, you know, 14th in her first race, and results haven't been as great so far. But as, you know, it's her first GP3 season. It's a big jump. Uh, fingers crossed. We're going to keep... <laughs> She could do anything, or we'd still be like Team Tatiana. Let's That's fine. Go. You know what? I want to see good. how she's doing compared to the other rookies in the series. Um, I believe both her teammates may be rookies. I know they're 8th and 12th. Um, I would have to check that fact. I know comparatively to her team, she's 23rd, Dennis is 8th, and Atkins is 12th, I believe. Okay. But I would have to check rookies and non-rookies. GP3 obviously has a lot of rookies in it. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Well, we'll still we're still pulling for her. Obviously, duh. I that's what we do. That is what we do. Um, last thing. Let's talk about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I am really excited to see what Simona De Silvestre does next year because apparently she's not going to be driving for Andretti in Formula E anymore. Where will sad. she go? I don't know. She's got to go somewhere. She's got to go somewhere. And I, I would like her to go to a series we already follow because I don't have enough time in my life Me neither. to start like, like oh, Simone Di Silvestro ends up in DTM. I don't have what if time she goes, for this. Listen, what if she goes to V8 Supercars, though? I could do that. Yeah, I you're going to have to keep us updated if that happens. Oh, like, man. I could, I, I'd be like, Mom, what's happening? Because my mom watches all the V8 Supercars. Nice. Didn't we she? She went down there last year, didn't she? Wasn't there she went the down Bathurst? And raced the Bathurst. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. her teammate, I believe she raced with Renee Gracie. She did. Like yeah. Gracie binded on like the <laughs> in the first. Ah. Uh, no. Like, they went. They went for a couple hours. No, I'm no, pretty no, no. sure. They binned it and came back and had oh, change okay. it. Like, okay. like it got repaired. Gotcha. I was going to say, because I remember I turned that on for like half an hour for no reason. I think they did the whole race, but it was... Uh, Not good. It, like, no, no, it didn't go well after the first kind of... I, I feel like it was really early. Like, I feel like it was maybe in the first lap or two. And I was just, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's eh, fine. Um, yeah, all right, so moving on. We got a couple things to recap. We're not going to go back all the way to the last time y'all heard us talk. Because got no time for that. That'd be like a five-hour podcast because we're terrible at this game. So, so when we last left, well, I was going to say when we last left F1, but let's start with IndyCars. Yes, let's do that. Because IndyCar is more fun, and we can do the boring stuff later. True fact. <laughs> IndyCar, very fun. Isn't it? All right, so Saski, this was your first race weekend. Tell us what you thought. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think I will become a race goer at the same frequency that you may be. I will probably go to the Toronto Indy regularly. I may only come for the race on the day. Uh -huh. My problem is I'm very ADHD and very bipolar. Both things I have. And so you want me to sit in a seat and watch a race? Thankfully, they have commentary for the race. 
and I'm good with that. But like now that I've been through a pit once and I've done like a pit walk and I've seen like the paddock, I'm like, okay, well, I've seen all of this. No, I, it, it won't hold that much of an interest to me probably to go and see again mm-hmm. just because that's just how I am, you know. Like I, love, I work in sport for a living. I hate watching sporting games. Like I'm like, I would rather sit at home and watch it on TV and do my knitting or my sewing or work while it's happening. Like, and I know that makes me a terrible sports fan. No, it doesn't. And like the I mean, absolute antithesis of like what I theoretically probably should be if I do this stuff for a living. But it's also just like, I don't know, I have a weird way of engaging with sport and attending it in person doesn't always fit with that. That being said, I did have a blast. I had a great time. It was super cool to get to see everything and even just wander around. And um, I saw Alex Rossi up close in person and I was this close to getting an autograph from him and then I realized I didn't have a Sharpie and neither did he. Nice. So I was just like, well, Um, but it was good. Like I had a good time and I really enjoyed it. Um, and we had great seats and then we're like right opposite the screen and there was like commentary, which was great. And the support races were fun and I uh, got to wander around and see a lot of stuff. And, uh, there's some Australians in the support races who did really well. And one of them had this badass like black and pink car and I was super into that. Yeah. Okay. So I think he was the same guy that had the sweet shoes that we kept looking at. He had these like amazingly painted shoes that were, I guess, custom done. And uh, yeah, Elizabeth took a bunch like of pictures. It was like Jake Parsons or yes. something like that, I yes. think. Yes, uh, Jake something. Might have been Yeah, Parsons. and he raced for like, I think it was J Motorsports in the USF 2000s, I think. That sounds like it might be right. I was Devo because Ayla Agron wasn't racing the USF 2000s and I was fully ready to be fangirl like yay and they were like she's not coming to Toronto I was like oh okay that's fine great thanks yeah it it is Jake Parsons he had sweet shoes I was so impressed like so impressed but look Um, I for my first race had a great time it would help probably more if I wasn't jet lagged to the high heavens true because I got back from a 24 hour flight at like 8 p.m on the Friday night I also forgot sunscreen and I also, oh no, I didn't have very good sunscreen. I didn't get sunburnt, but like, I'm a vampire. I managed to lose my hat in the first 10 minutes of being there on this Sunday. So I had to go buy an IndyCar hat so I didn't die. Um, Dope. IndyCar merchandise. Marco Andretti has a great hat and James Hinchcliffe has excellent merchandise and that's about all I can contribute. Um, they have grid girls for the USF 2000s and up, which I, not grid girls, podium girls, which I found deeply uncomfortable, uh, and also highly unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the driver intros are hilarious. I know. And I they rode so them around in, uh, June buggies, basically. So they and do we different, were... they do different vehicles based on whether it's Honda or Chevy and yeah. yeah so yeah. they are like going to load these drivers in June buggies and like they get Joseph Newgarden in and he stands up, he's like, this is sweet. I like this. And then practically like nearly falls out of it. He's like, well, <laughs> don't die. Oh, yeah, so. See you when you get back. Yep. 
But uh, we got to walk around the grid. We did the grid walk while the cars were out, which was neat. And we walked around Pit Lane. It, look, I gotta admit, it was really nice to have all those passes and be like, oh, I'll just go in here. Yeah, be like, yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, you can go in. You're like, yeah, damn right, I can go in. <laughs> so that was fun, uh, which will probably ruin going to any race ever again for me and not having those. So, But um, I'm looking forward to Watkins Glen. We're going to camp the shit out of that. Um, yeah, that was my indie. The race was great. Yeah. The race was the race super, well. super good uh, and very interesting. And I'm glad that Hinch managed to get on the podium at the end there. I was sitting there, I was like, you know what's going to happen? Hinch is going to get fourth. Oh, I know. Hinch yeah, I know. We were saying the same thing. <laughs> it's like, this is how it ends. Hinch gets fourth. So, like, because Hinch getting fourth would be peak Toronto. That's what happened. I know. That's the it was 4 1 of uh, IndyCar. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I dropped it. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, so that, that whole weekend was a good time. Um, it's great from time. start to finish, there was a huge issue with the pit lane. The pit lane wasn't actually in the same place that it usually is. They had to move it because of a condo going up. Thanks, Toronto. Um, so the reason it was shaped like an S the way it was um, is not usually the way it used to be. So it was, it was nuts. Yeah, it was actually a huge problem for the guys at the entry end of the pit lane. So Hinch, Connor, like Marco, uh, I think, I want to say um, Jake Hawksworth was down there maybe. So there, were, there were like four or five guys that were at like the entry part of the pit lane. I love that you just went Jake Hawksworth and I was like. Jack Hawksworth. You know, but I was like, who the fuck is that? I was like, oh right. no, he's the other ABC he, supply car? Yes, correct. Number 41. Good job. Uh, yeah, so that, that pit lane was kind of bizarre. It was very narrow. They all hated it. Um, we watched practice on Friday. I think it was Friday. Was it Friday? Might have been Saturday. I don't know. I don't know. Might have been Saturday. There was a lot of practices. I flew in Friday morning, and I have no idea what happened. Um, we ran into Connor Daly's mom. She's delightful. And she's, like, bouncing like a super ball between the top of this cooler and the front of the pit box and like running back over to us to like find out what's going on and just, it was ridiculous. But we could see that, you know, over in that area they were having issues with the pit lane entry. So that was kind of shitty, I guess. Um, our seats for qualifying in the practices were over at turn 11. Uh, so when we met no, no, up with no, wait, you guys- wait, no, no. It wasn't, that's where our seats were. That's just where we went. <laughs> yeah, we went to the, the, the exit of turn 11. So we could see all the way down the start finish straight, like over to where the CN tower is and whatnot. Um, that's where Juan Pablo Montoya crashed on Friday. 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 Yeah, Cause I yep. didn't see it. Cause you weren't there. Um, so it looked like turn 11 was going to be kind of crazy. And it turns out that I think they ended up moving a barricade slightly. So it didn't end up being actually as crazy as everyone thought it would, which was a little disappointing, but also fine. Whatever. It's fine. Um, practice on Saturday and qualifying. For practice, Connor, Connor crashed. Uh, I think Aleshen crashed at some point as well. Might have been qualifying? I don't remember. It's fine. And then the race itself was good. The race itself was, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it was a good third. race. It was good was strategy. It was a little bit different. Um, oh, the funny thing is, have you watched the race back? Mm hmm. My favorite part of it is where they are talking about for the first like 20 minutes of the race, how uh, JP Montoya needs a good result. You know, how like he needs this result, yada, yada, yada. And then 
Obviously, if you've seen the race and you're watching it back, oh, yep. Oh, oh no. And uh, when he, oh, when he has he that incident, like, he just kind of comes around the corner and just drives into the side of the other guy, which is not <laughs> at all his fault. There's nothing he can do. And you just see him. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yep, yeah, okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Goodbye. That's how it, yep. Oh, dear. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, like a horse with horns. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, Joseph didn't have a great race. Um, the Dale Coyne guys couldn't figure out what the hell they were doing. The Andretti's, uh, Marco came in 10th. That was weird. I don't even know where that came from. See, see, you and I were discussing this over the race weekend that... I had an unrealistic expectation of how the and good the Andretti cars were because I have seen in its entirety exactly one race this year and it was the Indy 500 <laughs> and Andretti had a one-two. Yep. So I didn't realize Andretti were... Uh, Not good. Not, Not good. great. Not fantastic. And so I was like, oh, Not this good. is... And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, dude, Like, no. Marco Andretti came 10th. It's like, Yeah. Oh, oh, this is a surprise because they're yeah. shit. Oh, they're okay. garbage. So not only do they have the Honda engines, which are very inferior, but they also just can't get their shit together as a team. Like, they just, I, they hurt me. The Andretti pain is so real. Like, You know why it so hurts real. me? Because over Indy Toronto weekend, I decided I was definitely going to become a fan of Carlos Munoz. Or my South American, one of my, my best friends who is from Paraguay, was like, yeah, that's close enough. That'll do as a country. He's cute. It's fine. He's cute. He has cute. Facial he speaks hair. Spanish. We'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, if that's the entire standard of how you pick drivers, I can get behind that. It's probably yeah, more it's reasoning fine. than it's I've legit. had with a lot of them. Right. Exactly. Where's Montoya from? He's, he's from down there. It's Montoya. I think he's Colombian. Montoya is Colombian, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, he's not Brazilian because no. <laughs> she only likes, there is only, only one the Brazilian Spanish. in the world she will tolerate, and that's Ilio Castroneves. She's oh, like, Lord. that is the only Brazilian I can stand. I mean, that's a good one. If you're going to pick only one ever, that's, that's a fine a choice. One. Yep. We keep teasing my friend because uh, she also just got into IndyCar, and she somehow accidentally managed to pick all the Penske drivers as her favorites. And I'm just like, you know what? I see what Who you're are doing. The Penske drivers? Uh, Simon, Will Power, Helio, and Juan Pablo Montoya. Yeah. yeah. So the guys that win all the time. And the, the, basically, you know, they call Team Penske the evil empire. Because uh, they yeah. win all the time. Because they just Penske. ruin everyone's fun. They do. They do. Fucking terrible fun It was fun actually suckers. quite funny walking around the pit and seeing... You could almost tell the differences in the team budget depends oh, you on definitely can. the professionalism you of their pit can. setup. Yep, yep. Like Penske's is like this, like st- like the Death Star. Yeah, right. And then Dale Coyne is like the little rebellion, the little rebel alliance hanging out in the like, back there. Like we stuck it together with tape. It works. We here. It's fine. I don't understand how KVSH can like manage to look as good as they do. They only run one car. They've clearly just got someone with a decent sense of industrial design behind yeah. them. Or That's resourcefulness true. for creating things. <laughs> they get to focus all their attention on one car, so it's easier. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the only one car team, correct? Yes. yes. Oh, wait, wait. What about no. Ray Hall? No, because Spencer Piggott drives. No, he doesn't drive for them anymore. Okay, yeah, Ray Hall is also a one-car team. Look Good at call. Me learning shit. Piggott, Piggott drove for them at the start of the season. Now yeah, he drives I, for Ed Carpenter. 
Yeah, I was like, so he's they're not the other car for Ed Carpenter. He's not the yep. fuzzy vodka car, but the other one. He's the diabetes one? No. No. No, that's that's the other green. They're all green. <laughs> all of them are green. There was they like, what, five green. green cars. And I was like, yep. fuck, which one's which? No, so Spencer actually was in the fuzzy's vodka car this year, this uh, this weekend. And then yes, and Joseph, Joseph was in the, was in the, the preferred freezer's car. <laughs> I fucking love the sponsorship in IndyCar. It's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah, Speaking yeah. So, of sponsors in IndyCar, yes. we lost Target this week. We did. I, you know, they've been a sponsor in, in IndyCar for like almost 30 years. Possibly more than yeah, 30 Yeah, I think years. one of the guys had said that they had been a sponsor longer than he'd been alive. Yes. So more than 30 years. Because I think Tony said that. And I think Tony's my age. But that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, it's... That's going to be weird. I mean, someone will peck up and sponsor Scott Dixon because it's oh. fucking Scott Dixon. Yeah. How can you not? But getting new sponsors and having to deal with all those transitions as someone who works in that shit, it is hard. Yeah, that but is... they do it. You know, a lot of those cars change sponsorships every week. So Yes, but if, you're, if, if, you, are, if you have had that same sponsor for such a long time, you're like, crap, i got to remember all that stuff that I just take for granted. That's true, especially because um, Target also brought all their activation brands with them. So, like, he had the Clorox car at one race because they're affiliated with Target. Uh, I think he had he had a Jurassic Park car for last year in Toronto. That's actually pretty neat. Ridiculous. Okay, Sarah yeah. Connors. Yep. Let's talk about. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> Yeah, look. We, I know, we, I know we do, we do. It's just that it was so boring. Look, Hungry, when we why? last talked about Formula One, I think it was maybe seven, six races ago. We last talked about Formula One. Whatever the race rate before, before Monaco, Monaco was. Yeah. Before Monaco. So we have missed Monaco. Canada. Montreal. Baku. Baku. Which, whatever. Silverstone. Yep. Hungary. No, Austria. Austria. Yep. Austria, Hungary. So, So like, six races. So, when we last left it, Nico Rosberg still had a commanding lead. (laughs) That's not there anymore. I think he's losing by six points now. What, mom? Yeah. Sucks to suck. Although, you know what? I think he's probably losing by the difference between if he had been second or third after he got demoted on radio rules. Yeah. Which they reversed. Did you see that today? Yeah. So which, the, I think is the, which I think is the right decision. Me too, but are they going to give him his goddamn points back? No. Nope, because at the point Stupid. in time, those rules applied and they were breached. I literally cannot believe. Like, I think I said this to you at some point. Can you imagine if, like, any other sport changed its rules in season as frequently as F1 does? Like, what if, what if they changed goalie pad regulations, like, halfway through the season? Or they change the size of the net. Or they change the length of the period. Or the size of the ice. Like, this is so dumb. I can't. It is, it is so dumb. I mean, I can understand the... Uh, it, I get it why. Works, yeah, it, a, I get why. And B, it works because the round-by-round format means that the rules are... The rules being different in race A doesn't affect the outcome of race B because there was the, like... The rules that applied in that situation, like... Right, but you could argue that, you know, 
You can argue that it's hard oh, to know stupid. the correct interpretation know. and the correct application because they change so frequently. They also aren't clear about the, the rules at all. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Like, as someone who has a fucking law degree and knows a lot about shit being vague, like, the FIA and Formula One are absolute masters in the art of just making it unsure enough that they can screw you whenever they feel like. Yeah, and we saw that, we saw that very clearly in, um, was, I believe it was in Silverstone. Pretty annoying. And then we have, we have, so we saw with qualifying that it rained. Yes, that was fun. And, and made it way more interesting, and, and we saw the McLarens end up unexpectedly high up the standings, mm-hmm. which is because both of their drivers know how to drive in the wet. Yep. Carlos Sainz ended up in sixth, which to quote him, he still has no idea how that <laughs> happened. That's adorable. Which is my favorite honest quote. Again, he's like, I don't know, I'm stoked, but don't know. Uh, we saw Fernando Alonso uh, ruin Lewis Hamilton's lap. Bless you. Which, Bless which, you, which Nando, for making it interesting. Which adds a level of, like, Amazon Prime got to be shipping tinfoil to <laughs> England at this Most rate. of England is just going to be a giant tinfoil ball by this time next week. I was like, just going to put it out there. Um, like, You know what's a really fun thing to do after these things happen? Read Lewis Hamilton, uh, like, Conspiracy tweets? tweets? Yeah. So every time something like this happens, I go on Twitter, and I just, like, search through Mercedes's at replies, which are literally garbage, and I feel terrible for them having to run that account sometimes. Um, but I also, I like... I feel sympathetic. Oh, jeez, I feel so bad. Yeah, you would know. Um, the hashtag, like, if you look up Team LH and Conspiracy, oh, man, it's... It's so much. How it's is so there beautiful. not an entire subreddit just for Lewis Hamilton conspiracy theories? I don't know, but I want there to be one so I can read it and laugh. Because, oh man, it's so fun. It's so great. Of course, then the same people are incredibly like, I can't deal with them when he wins because they all become awful jerk bags. It's yeah, yeah. Awful. And, and, and. This is why I don't want him to win ever, ever. Do you know what? I, I was actually thinking about this the other week. Do you know the only thing worse than people writing about the Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg, like, thing? And that fake drama and, like, all of that shit. Do you know the only thing worse than that? What? Listening to people complain about people writing about (laughs) Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg thing. But they're they're not friends anymore, Sassy. We all know it's shit. Like, we... No, we know it's lazy journalism. We know it's manufactured. Like, we know. Just, like, because sometimes you're just like, just, just leave it. I know, just, just for stop. everyone's just, sanity, just, just, just stop. Sh- but it's the British media. I mean, they're going to do this until the fucking cows come home. This is, this is their the bread thing, and butter. I feel bad for some of these journalists because the reason a lot of them write it is because they know we'll, we'll get the attention and the clicks and this and that. That yeah. a lot of them depend on to justify know, their jobs in a digital age. And that sucks. But it's the reality. It's annoying as hell. It's why I don't follow oh my God. anymore. Yeah. Anyway, I'll stop being salty about that for now. Um, so, we get to the race and the start. And so we've got Nico, Lewis, Dan Ricardo, and Max Verstappen lined up as the top four. 
And then Dan Ricardo makes the most glorious start that I think an Australian has probably ever made in Formula 1 Yes, my, 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 my notes here said, this start was so un-Australian <laughs> and it made me so happy. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. I have ve- like, it is a rare occasion if a driver from the Oceania region actually manages to start a race. Because it's like this genetic heritage, not even genetic, like, like, like cultural trait that you just shit on the start. And Dan Ricardo. Quite often, bit shit on the start. Just a bit. Not like full, full Australian shit, but like just enough to shoot himself slightly in the foot. Mm-hmm. But this start, Sarah Connors, <laughs> oh. It was great. If it wasn't, if it wasn't 8 a.m. in the morning when I was watching it, I would have been a bit hot and bothered by it. Yeah, you know what? I would have been more happy if he hadn't pushed Rosberg slightly back. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have been happy if he, you know, had ended up in the front and stayed there. Also that, yeah. Now, instead, we get Lewis taken off like a fucking rocket, and that's what happens for the rest of the race. No one could catch him. Do you get those moments where the race starts, and by, like, the fourth corner, Lewis has started to pull away? You're like, god damn it, you're three seconds ahead already. How is this a thing? I'm done. Yeah. Like... That's the point at which I I contemplate going back to bed. Do you know I... (laughs) I fell asleep on the couch, and Maria, who I was watching it, was like, sit up you won't like sit up otherwise you're gonna fall asleep so I sat up and fell asleep yeah I'm not but here's the thing is that you know I kind of I understand the point of the virtual safety car I understand it and it makes sense and I'm all for it but it's that little part of me that's just like can't we have a real safety car can't we just bunch the field back up like can we just and that was what I loved about IndyCar, because you'd get a safety car and they'd all bunch back up again and they'd mm. go again and they'd bunch back up again and they'd be like, oh, well, it's okay. He's only half a lap or three quarters of a lap down. <laughs> you he just need a yellow up. flag. It'll be fine. I was like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you mean it's okay? On a street course. On a street course. Can you imagine someone being half a lap down at Monaco and like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. He'll catch up. And it's that was beautiful. The, I, I was like, like, I understand. The, the point of all these things and the safety thing, but there's just that little part of me that's like, come back, yeah. bunch the field up again. Because <laughs> it's like, great, you're going slow at the same speed, at the same distances. And it, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they'd fix that. Um, so other exciting parts about this race, Max Verstappen versus Kimi. The old dude versus the, oh, what do they keep calling him on The NBC? only guy, Max Verstappen, the guy whose dad was racing when Kimi Raikkonen started. No, yeah, that's true. NBC keeps calling him the like the young whippersnapper or like something ridiculous, and it's Lee Diffie, and I can't remember what exactly it is, um, but I love it. And I'm not a huge Max Verstappen fan, but I love that they call him whatever the hell this thing is that I can't. Max remember Verstappen right now. is growing on me <clears throat> because I really enjoy watching him race. I just have all these questionable feelings about his father where I'm just... Well, yeah, of course, but it's not about him. Anyway, so so Max and Kimmy are fighting for a position. I believe it was fifth. Um, And, you know, Max is driving as... He's young. He's he's kind of ruthless. You know, no one's really (laughs) taught him that if you do this to them, they're going to push you off the track, which I think Kimmy should have maybe... Done. Made him regret it a little more. Um... At one point, I think, like, bits of Kimmy's front wing came off because he ran up the back of Max Verstappen's car. Uh, 
But that was a fun fight. I feel like the world feed focused a little too much on it because there were other battles going on in and around the pack at that point. But of course, I don't know. God, the world feed is garbage. Um, the NBC guys were complaining about it for like minutes at one point because I think Ricardo was coming up on Rosberg and they wouldn't cut to it. Uh, so yeah, that was, like, that was get, fun. Go over the, uh, uh, There's a thing happening like two corners ahead of this. Can you just cut over there for a second? Like, please show me. This is why, not to be all uh, IndyCar is better, but um, the app where you can like actually follow one driver as he drives around the track is pretty magical. F1 needs to get that. Needs to do a lot of things a little better. Um, what other stuff that's, about that's the That's the problem when you have a captive audience. <laughs> You don't have yeah. to dry as hard. You really don't. It's like the it's like the Canadians or the Leafs. F one is the Leafs of sports. I thought you were talking about the Canadians, and I was like, no, what? no, 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 no. Oh, the other one, the Canadians. The the boy Habs, not the girl the boy Habs. Habs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you have a captive audience, why try? Why spend the money? You don't have to. <laughs> They're going to be there anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it may only be fifty years since you last won the Stanley Cup, but who's counting? Yeah, whatever. People are still showing up. Who cares? Um, Sebastian Vettel ran into some blue flag problems again. Uh, a lot, there was blue. actually a huge uproar on the internets about people swearing on team radio and how drivers are supposed to set a good example for kids. That's hilarious. Okay. Here's, my, <laughs> here's my problem with that. I can't help but feel the person... Like, if drivers aren't meant to swear on their feet, then just... Don't play the audio clips where they swear. Like, there is a simple solution to this problem. Don't play the clips that where they swear. I'm sure many drivers... I am sure that the Manor and Salva drivers <laughs> swear their heads off. Because no they know no one's going to show them. them. Yeah. So no one puts the audio out. No. Like, I think the only time last year that we heard Manor audio was like USGP practice three or something like that where they put Rossi on for like a hot second just because, which was delightful. Yeah. But... Uh, look, personally... Oh, no, 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 no. Grumpy, no. grumpy you know Italian what? Sebastian Vettel is my favorite. You know when there was other manner audio? Do you remember when Will Stevens and Roman Grosjean had their like interaction last year? <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, look, I mean... He, the more, the longer Sebastian Vettel spends it in Ferrari, I think the bitchier he gets. Yes. And the more like Italian he gets than German. And I am all there for that. But I'm I okay love his it. response. He was like, well, they didn't play the order where I asked them nicely, could they please wave a blue flag? Like he's clearly slightly bitter he's about so the salty. fact that he's like, he's like, you're character assassinating me. Stop this. It's quite funny. Yeah, definitely. Um, I hope that this happens a lot more times, and I hope that he swears a whole lot more. I find it because, hilarious. to be honest, Whatever. in that race, it was probably the most interesting. Nothing thing else that happened. happened. Oh my god! Like this sport needs to get its shit together. I can't watch this anymore. I'm gonna keep. Watching. I love how we say we can't watch this. We <coughs> watch it. We, I know. That's I the worst part. The worst part, because I know I'm gonna come back next week. I know I'm gonna watch fucking Germany. I know I'm gonna be there. You know, tomorrow. When I wake up at nine in the morning to watch free practice two, like, kill me. Why do I keep doing this to myself? It's fine. It's fine. 
So, TLDR, it wasn't a very exciting race. No. We just ran away with it. Danny, Rick got on the podium and we both fell asleep. We did. Beautiful. Um, that was so hungry. Moving on. We have Germany up next. Let's just stick with F1 and get it all out of the way. Um, <laughs> we are in Hockenheim this we year after we missed last year's German Grand Prix because there wasn't one. There wasn't one. Um, before we preview this race, do we want to talk about all the news that's come out in and around the weekend? Because there's been a, a good bit of it, actually. There's been a vote. A there bit. is no halo for 2017, and the drivers are unhappy. Yeah. Um, but you know what? On the flip side, no one's really happy with any of the designs. So no. if they take an extra year to settle on yeah. one and test it more, because I'd rather... I'd rather them have a good, solid design that they know is going to work in the way that they, they want it to work, but yep. instead of rushing in to secure something for a season that's going to start in a couple months. Can I ask a question, though? Yes. Do you think that the people that are voting on the Halo should be the people voting on the Halo? Obviously, the decision of which is best from a scientific perspective should be with those people, but whether they have a Halo or not, wouldn't you feel that the drivers who are the ones assuming the risk in the vehicle should be the ones with the final decision? No, I think it should because be the I... engineers. It should absolutely no, no, be. No, 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 no. I think the engineers, say you had 15 designs and you were like, this is the best design and, and so forth. But I feel that it, it doesn't seem like there is much consultation with the drivers in okay. this situation. But here's the thing. The drivers are going to get in those cars and drive them no matter what you put on the cars. Yes. And they're all a bunch of idiots. No, I don't want them voting on safety regulations. Absolutely no, no, not. No. I don't want them voting on which of the options no, to no, take. No, no, no. You want them to vote on whether or not to take them at all. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely not. No. No, absolutely not. No, no, In because no I, way, well, shape, no, or form. Here, no, no, here's the thing, though. You've got a bunch of drivers saying they're unhappy that there hasn't been an outcome. And okay. I can't help but feel that, I don't know, the, the system seems like it doesn't allow for any input from the people that has to drive the vehicle. Right, okay, that's fair. You know, and I feel like, and I feel like the same with this, this stuff that came around uh, with, you know, virtual safety cars or how they're going to handle some of those things. It feels like sometimes the FIA is just like, well, we clearly know better than you guys because you're just dumb drive. Like, there isn't a sense of dialogue there? Yeah, okay, so in that perspective, or in that perspective, um, yeah, I think that there should be a dialogue, but I think the final decision on whether or not to do the Halo shouldn't be down to people like Lewis Hamilton who are just going to veto literally everything. Yeah, well... You, yeah, you know, you I, have to think I'm about that sure aspect I, of it, too. Yeah, I'm not sure in a, in a majority whether... Yeah, yeah, look, Lewis Hamilton will... Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm like half of one, whatever the, I, I was like six of one, half, half a dozen one, of the other of the, on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it took me a moment there. I was like, what is this explanation? Because I obviously understand that the, the guys and the engineers have a far superior safety uh, understanding and technical right. knowledge and those things. And they obviously also... the design you want needs to be the best option out there. Yeah, but definitely. It, it, it's, you know, the, with, with the drivers being disgruntled about the outcome, you know, there's, there, there, there's a bit of a discord there. I, I feel like that's something you, of all the areas to maybe engage them actively in. This is one that you want to engage. Safety is probably the yeah. one you should. I think also that 
they really didn't push too too hard this year to actually no. develop the Halo. Yeah, because Which they're is all my busy other big issue to, with it. Because they're all trying to busy trying to figure out how to uh, how to like do the the differences to the car for next year. Yes. So like, call us next year when we've got time to do this shit. Right, and I think that's that's probably the best idea is do it for 2018. Like, actually spend a whole year where you're not trying to develop a full car yeah. under a full, completely different set of regulations um, and dedicate it to fucking safety. Because, like, this yeah. needs to happen. Something needs to happen. I mean, we're coming up on the year anniversary of Justin Wilson's death at this point. Yep. We, you know, it's, we it's just passed a year life. on Jules Bianchi. It's, <clears throat> it's, you know. I'm tired of watching people die. Yep, I think we all are. Um, yeah, and no amount of sport is actually worth that. So. Actually, speaking of that, and thankfully not uh, death, I can't remember if it was Formula 3 or something like that, but we saw photos earlier, maybe a month, in the last month, from a Formula 3 or a, a lower tier race. It may have been Super Formula I, I can't remember exactly what it was, where there was an active race going on and that there was a removal crane on the track yeah. or in the vicinity of the track <clears throat> that if a car had gone off it would hit it and like that the the absolute bare minimum of things that should have come out of that crash across global global motorsport is that we should never ever see that again no no absolutely not there should be no situation where we see that yeah, if you repeat these accidents, like, there's something wrong. There's absolutely something wrong. Yeah. So, anyway. Stupid no Halo is, for 2017. As they say, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different outcomes. Yeah, yeah. So, no Halo for 2017. Hopefully, they figure their shit out and do it for 2018. Um, other things that came out of today's meeting. There are no more track limits. I don't understand how exactly this is supposed to work. Uh, there was a lot of banter on Twitter today <clears throat> about this whole thing. Um, and I think it has to do with, uh, I think it was Verstappen and Alonso and a couple other people cut, not cut a corner, but like ran off the track. Uh, at, I believe it was turn four or turn five in Hungary. Uh, they were all having problems with the same corner. So now they can just run off as far as they want. Like this makes the least sense of any yeah, I've ever I seen. I just, like, what? Like, are you going to cut? I just, I don't understand. Like, are you going to cut straight up the S's at Coda? Like, you don't, if you, if you don't have to drive on the track, like, why not drive up the fucking middle of it? Because there's no curbs. And, and, there's and no curbs. here's the thing. Here's the thing. We, we, people are like, oh, well, I don't want, it's funny because, if you're doing a strict interpretation, it is at some point you need to have at least one wheel or part of that wheel, like four wheels should never leave the track. Right. And end, finish, start, any point. You know, that's the start of it, that's the end of it. You should never have four wheels off the track. How you enforce that is slightly harder, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. But it's not rocket science. No, it's really not. Install sensors. Just put friggin' sensors put in the white paint. Put sensors in. Goddamn, like, put cameras on the corners where you know 
No, what, what there, your what, have? If there's potential for someone to go off at a corner, stick a camera. Put a camera on it. Not hard. No one's going to go four really wheels off on the goddamn straight. Not going like, to cost you a lot of money. Don't worry about that. Seriously. Like, it's ridiculous. And, I'm, and I'm, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous that the solution to being like, oh, well, we can't establish a firm philosophy is, fuck it, don't worry about it. What happens <clears> the first time that... What happens the first time that Nico Rosberg beats Lewis Hamilton for pole and he comes around that final corner and four wheels are off the track. Yeah. What oh. happens in that moment? What I happens can't when wait. what happens when Vettel or Max Verstappen comes around the corner and pips the Mercedes because he ran wide of track limits on that final corner, but that final corner isn't grass. It's concrete or it's it's track still, right? Yep. Like what you're going to do about the guy who beats you by 0.1 of a second that he gained by cutting corner four? Like, what you going to do? Nothing until you fix this, because this is ridiculous. And, okay, so here's the thing. How long do you think this rule lasts? Oh, one race. Maybe two. Until, it's going to be until someone does something absolutely ridiculous and gets a huge advantage out of it. Um, if, I'm serious. If it lasts until over, Coda, over, someone is going to cut the S's. Over or I can't under wait. qualify the, the knockout oh, qualifying over or under because that lasted two races no that lasted one race they only no. did that on australia no no they did it again did they do it in bahrain in the sorry in the second race yeah and they were like no this still suck i think they You're tried right. to make yeah, like a did. change to it and it's they were like oh no still a shit idea this is garbage yeah um i think it'll be under that i think it'll be maybe one race and part of a qualifying i'm gonna say <laughs> Three races. Okay. We'll revisit this when it actually happens. Yes. So you say one in a bit and I say three. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's our, that's our, write that down, stake our yeah. claims. Um, who knows? If that, look, on the plus side, they've relaxed the rules regarding... The radio. Radio transmissions, which Thank is God. great. Because that was a clusterfuck. It really was. It really, I, that whole Jensen Button sequence of events during the last race was just like, oh, God. Oh, God. I, I love mean, the part where they tell him that something's, they've lost hydraulics, and he's basically just like, well, fuck it then. Yep. Wait, That's no. fine. That's fine. At least um, Jensen Button is permanently upbeat with how much this is. I shit think shows. he honestly just doesn't give a fuck anymore, and I respect <laughs> well, that a lot. I respect the fact that he's like, I literally... It's like, it's like the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. Learn to accept the things you cannot change <laughs> and the things you can and to know the difference. Yep. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, poor Jensen. Oh, my God. And, like, okay, I just – this sport, How much man, did you – did you sport. enjoy the race earlier in the year where Fernando – I think it was – it was Silverstone, where Fernando Alonso goes off the track and ends up in a gravel pit. And they're like, just C4 are commentating. They're like, just give him a sec. Yeah, there he goes. And he just drives it straight out of the gravel yep. pit. He don't care. He's like, he got nothing to lose. My, actually, I think it was Silverstone, but my personal favorite from Silverstone was Carlos Sainz basically going full sideways rally, spinning mm-hmm. the car, oh, and then just driving again. And mm-hmm. there's this meme that he put up on his Instagram, and it just says... When your dad taught you to rally, but you drive F1. Yes. And it's just yes. this picture of his car going sideways <laughs> down the track. That was beautiful. Track. That was so glorious. I don't know. Was that Silverstone or was that Austria? 
up in Austria. Oh, uh, maybe in Austria. Yeah. But I have recently, to admit, I love, I love, a, I love an F1 driver that's not above posting memes about oh, themselves. Yeah, no, I like, good ones, too, because that one was funny. <laughs> yep, he's pretty great. Um, though, though that's that? pretty much all the rule changes from today. I just, I can't with all these rule changes in the middle of the season and how they affect the points and how if this had been changed three races ago, Nico Rosberg would still have a points lead. And I'm mad about it. But Look, what am I going to do? We come from the sport where any rule changes takes like three years and trial in two different leagues. Yep. And, oh, no, except, except for the Sean Avery rule. That is oh, literally God. the only rule that was introduced like that. They were like, no, because fuck you, dude. literally no one else does that. In case you're not yeah, aware of like, the Sean Avery rule. You're a CU next Tuesday. And He's beautiful. We're going to change He's this awful. Rule. He's a horrible human being. Imagine if in soccer, one of the players just went over to the goaltender and, like, waved his hands in his face to distract him. Because that's what Sean Avery did in ice hockey. And they made a yeah, rule yeah. that you can't do that because he did that one time. It's called the yeah. Avery rule. It's beautiful. I, I just, it's, that's so great. So um, yeah. Anyway, so we're so going to Sarah, Germany. Then we're going to Germany on the, this side of the ocean. Yes. We are in, uh, we're at Mid-Ohio this weekend, which is Hell in... yeah, Ohio. <laughs> it's like right north of Columbus. It's not in any, like, town that actually okay. matters. I was just like... No, fuck, Sarah. Listen, it's in, Ohio. It's in the really? middle of Ohio. Okay. Hence so the name Mid-Ohio. Mid wait, is there a North Ohio or an other Ohio? Like, is there other races in Ohio? No. Okay. It's, well, could they just okay. call it the Ohio? Here's the thing. If you look at a map of Ohio, it's shaped like a heart. And the race is smack dab, like, right exactly in the middle of the state. So, okay. mid-Ohio. So, uh, we actually drove by the racetrack on our way to Indy because we stopped, we detoured on our way to Indy. And we went to Cleveland to get grilled cheese. And then we kept going. We drove by mid-Ohio. Apparently, Columbus this week is I was going to feel bad about how long it took you to get to and from Indy, but you made it long, your oh, yeah, we, <laughs> we did this to ourselves. But the grilled cheese was delicious. If you're ever in Cleveland, for God knows what reason, go to Melt. It's awesome. Um... So, Columbus. Tell me about Mid-Ohio. Tell All me right. about Mid-Ohio so, and what is happening. Fun fact. Columbus this weekend is an absolute nightmare. Um, they've got one of the European soccer teams has come over to play against... AC Roma. No, AC or Roma's AS in Boston. Roma. They're in Boston right now. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't remember who it is. There's, like, a, like a ton I of... I saw a thing about it the other day. Yeah. Arsenal's over here playing the All-Stars, the... Uh, MLS All-Stars. Uh, someone's in Columbus. It's ridiculous. There's a lot happening. There's also some sort of, like, Ohio State thing that's happening right now, and the traffic is horrendous. Uh, whatever. It's fine. Um, Mid-Ohio is a road course. Thank God we are done with street courses for the year because I've been to way too many of them, and I'm done with it. Um, Mid-Ohio is very nice. The layout is pretty sweet. The Graham Rahal won there last year from 13th. First, second, and third last year started in 13th, 14th, and 15th. I love IndyCar so much. Uh, it was Graham Rahal, Justin Wilson, and Simon Paginot from 13th through 15th. How magical. Um, it's a really fun course. It's actually last year the first uh, IndyCar race where I watched all the practices and qualifying on YouTube because I had been working from home that day. And, like, 
it was the first race where I really fell in love with the IndyCar radio guys. Like, their voices are just so soothing. At some point, if you have free time during the day and there's an IndyCar practice on, just put it on in the background and just listen to it. It's race Maybe car I'll do noise. that tomorrow. It's literally race car noises and, like, these soothing, wonderful voices. And it's wonderful. It's, it's so glorious. I just, I love it so much. If you can't be there, it's almost the next best thing. Um, other IndyCar news. Uh, Andretti is doing things. Robin Frins. Um, Every time I look at that guy's name, I'm like, how, how, how do, do I say, say that? I'm not really sure. Um, <clears throat> he was actually in Toronto. I yes, ran into him a couple him times. I, I told him good luck next year. Uh, Speaking of getting run into, you nearly got run over by Max Chilton in Toronto, and I nearly got run over by Max Chilton in Toronto. Yes, uh, that is a carryover from Detroit that happened multiple times. I don't know why he's got it out for us. It's probably because I hate England. That's fine. You know what, Chilton? You you need to calm down there, son. Um, yeah, I was gonna say also with regards to Germany. Uh, the last time F1 raced in Germany, Max Chilton came in seventeenth. And now here we are watching him in IndyCar. It beautiful. Oh, Germany. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> Robin, who dr usually drives for Andretti Formula E, tested an IndyCar at Mid-Ohio last week. Um, he was talking all about how much he loves the high downforce, uh, how much he like, really actually wants to try out an IndyCar for real at some point, which is pretty cool. Um, all the Andretti babies, like Dean Stoneman and I believe Ed Jones, are all going to test at Watkins Glen. Um, before we go there, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Mid Ohio is a great course. Like, if you have not gotten to watch an IndyCar race yet this year, like this is going to be a good one. The road courses all are. I mean, Mid Ohio, we haven't seen them race at Watkins Glen yet, but it's a great track. I mean, Barber, Sonoma, all of the the road courses in the IndyCar schedule are really fun tracks to watch stuff happen at. So, yeah, pretty pumped. Should be good. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So you have on our little list here to talk about FE, and you are the FE expert here. So yes, let's go. So we've had tell a me what I need, tell me what I need to know now that well, the season is over. The season is over. The season also ended while we were doing, doing things stuff. not away from here. Um, yeah, congrats to Buemi and Reno, and stop winning all the time because it's fucking boring. Um, <laughs> I hate you for being successful. You're so French, it hurts me. Um. They just announced uh, the new front wing, which is pretty cool. If you get a chance to Google it, it doesn't look like anything else running and racing right now. It's actually, so usually you've got the car and the front wing section, it's got the flat bottom and then the two things that stick up on either sides to direct air over the wheels. Um, the, form, the new form in the E1, the top of that bit that's like set to direct air over the wheel is actually connected back to the body. So it looks like this, like a, like an entire rectangle on either side of the the front uh, the front like nose. There's theories that it's designed like that because so many of them broke the last two years because the racing in Formula E is super close and the circuits are really tiny and there's a lot of bumping mm -hmm. and those front pieces just couldn't hold up under Snapped all up, of the bumping. Yeah. So <clears throat> you know they're not going as fast as Formula One cars. A little bumping isn't going to hurt anybody. It's nice that they're apparently trying to make the cars a little tougher to hold up to that. You know, not that you should hit anybody while you're driving, but it's well, if nice. If it is to happen. Yeah, it happens, and it's easier to, 
if it's easier to have a sturdier part than to have to clean up debris every race and you know run safety yep. cars, then why not? Why not do it? It looks a lot like the um, the Robo Race car that they announced, which I guess mm -hmm. is going to be just like a fun side series uh, to Formula E at some point. Uh, so they'll go testing next month in Donington. Um, there's two new teams coming in. Uh, there's Jaguar and Tuchita, which well, I don't get what the like big cat names obsession is here, but here we are. Uh, Tuchita comes from the old Aguri team. They're actually just rebranding completely, bringing in some new drivers. Antonio Felix da Costa is, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. It's really strong rumors. He's going to move to Andretti. So he'll partner with, um, with Robin. Uh, there's a couple other small driver moves that don't really matter. <clears throat> um, yeah, so there's a lot going on. There's also rumors that since Felix da Costa is moving to Andretti, and BMW has talked about maybe wanting to get involved in the series, that that might be a thing that is going to happen for season four. Or possibly season five. Something coming up soon. The schedule yeah, also came out. East Coast races. Yeah, so that's the other this thing. Year. Pumped about this. You sh you got to come to one of these, Saski. These are, it's I fantastic. think I'll hit, I'll hit Montreal, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, actually, the East Coast races. As long Coast as it's races, not the same weekend as the Toronto Indy, which it may be. Yeah, I think. That's it, a yeah, I hope not. Suspect idea. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the thing about the Montreal and New York races next year, which are going to be the season enders, they're both double headers. So we're going to get to see if you go to both of those weekends, you get to see four races. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Um, I'm really sad they took away Long Beach, but they took away Long Beach. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Canada gets a Formula E race and we get one four hours south on your, yeah, on your side of the ocean. I know, that's so great. I am going to miss Long Beach, though. That was such a great excuse to just get out there and um, well, I think, yeah, be warm I, in March. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, yeah. Good stuff coming out of that. Uh, we'll keep you updated, you know, throughout the podcasts on that. because uh, As we try to when we fun. remember to make the show. Well, I mean, not a lot of stuff happens. You know, they've got such big gaps between races. You know, I think between... Race two and race three, there was like a three-month gap. Like, it's, it's you know, it's the series is still finding its feet. It's really fun. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We shall see. So, yeah, so, that's all we got for Formula E. So, we've, we've, we've hit IndyCar. We've hit yeah. Formula E. We've done Formula One. We've updated you on the badass lady drivers of this world. Any questions, Sarah? Why would I have questions for you, Saski? Because why the heck? Because you tweeted that if anyone still remembered who we were, did they have any questions for the good uh, yes. girls today? Ah uh, yes. Hashtag ask TGG. Oh man, we have another good one. We have two good ones. Uh, well, the first one you can answer because you have prepared an answer for this. If you two were to enter a twenty-four hour endurance race, which one would it be? What car would you drive, and who would drive with you? Okay, so this isn't. This is a half answer. I don't want to race one of the 24-hour races, but what I really would love to race is there is a race called the uh, the uh, Rally de Gazelle, and it's a women's-only rally. So all your drivers are female, all your, your co-drivers, your navigators, basically everyone is women. And the last time, I think they did it through... 
like Morocco or somewhere, or they've had it in like somewhere in the Middle East. And basically I would love to race that. Like that would be unreal. Um, there's an amazing article on ESPNW about an American team that raced it, I think, and won. Um, it's very, very cool. I would love to do something like that. Um, my co-driver, I would probably be the navigator. Uh, I don't know how to drive a manual car. So you would be the co-driver. So I would be like the co-driver and I would carry on the great tradition of my grandmother who won several Scottish rally championship or Scottish driving championships as a co-driver. So I'll keep on the family tradition there. Uh, my friend Maria would probably drive because this is our running joke. She can drive the car and I'll just navigate. Uh, but yeah, I would love to race the Rally de Gazelle. Uh, I don't know, the idea of being in like an actual car race with like other cars racing in the same space, I'm too much of like a pussy for that, for lack of a better term. Like, <laughs> I don't know how I would do it. Like, I love being in cars that go fast around tracks. That's amazing. But like, I don't know how I would go against other cars. But obviously, like, if you could race in any 24-hour race, you'd pick Le Mans because why would you race in something that wasn't the best? Like, if you could only do it once and one thing, you go as high as you can go. Absolutely. Like, Le Mans or, um, Le Mans or so bust. If Le Mans is off the table, and we're talking people we know personally, uh, I would honestly really like to do the 24 Hours of Lemons with Jalopnik editor Steph Schrader. Because she actually runs a team in that, or, you know, what, is part is, of a team. Wait, is this the one where you put the shit cars oh, in? Oh, dude, yes. Dude, this, this, the call, the, someone explained the concept of this to me a couple years ago, and I was just like, what? They do it in yeah. New Hampshire. Like, it's perfect. Uh, you can only spend $5,000 on your car total. I think that's not including safety, like roll cages and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, you have to just go for 24 hours at this track. Driving against other shitboxes. I think hers is a Porsche, like an old Porsche. A really old Porsche. A really shitty Porsche. But yeah, I feel like that would be a lot of fun. That's amazing. I want to yep. race in that. Yep, exactly. It's That's doable so too. Good. Like, it's feasible. Normal people do this. Yeah, and, like you, you have know. a team of a couple of people. You each put in like a grand. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think entry fees are a little more, too. But you, like, decorate your car ridiculous. Like, so you should just go Google some of these cars. Like, they're I will, hilarious. I will. I will have to go and look at this. Yeah, yeah. All right, so question number two is a little easier. Uh, from Mingo Nishoba on Twitter. When marijuana is finally legalized in the United States, will it replace tobacco as a major sponsor for auto racing? Dude, no. I freaking hope so. Oh, my no, God. No, no, it won't. And do you know why? Because... Formula Motorsports Racing caters to, like, a higher socioeconomic uh, excuse group. Excuse me. IndyCar would not be above that. Not even close. Well, no, no, no. I feel like... Well, I was going to say I feel like it's... Like, I feel like there would have to be... No, no, here's the thing. You can have alcohol sponsors because Dude, there's, like... An, Connor Daly was sponsored by fucking Shirts for America. Let Shirts for America. Like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 okay. no, no, let me finish. Continue. I feel like 
you can have an alcohol sponsor because there is a certain amount of alcohol that you can consume legally and still operate a vehicle. I feel like there has to be a massive conflict putting a marijuana sponsor on a vehicle when you technically aren't meant to have, you're not technically not meant to smoke and drive. <laughs> like, well, from that's a the legal point. perspective, I point. wonder like, if that could be a, a potential problem. Right. But like, because legalizing... Yeah, but tobacco, tobacco isn't illegal. That's true. But he's saying like that they if, made if marijuana were completely legalized, would they yeah, sponsor but, any car? But, but I don't think legalizing marijuana legalizes its consumption and then operation of a Okay, but vehicle. no, 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 here's the thing. But neither does alcohol. Neither does alcohol. Yeah, but there is a point at which you can consume alcohol and still legally operate a vehicle. Which is why all these things, like all these ads, have that like so subtext on it. So if you if you legalize if you legalize marijuana, you have to put the caveat where you know be responsible. It's going to be the same as alcohol when it eventually gets yeah. here. I, and I honestly do think that you know specific companies will emerge that make a lot of money off of it. And then yeah, I think that it's a pretty perfect demographic. Oh, I don't disagree <laughs> from an IndyCar demographic. Um, I just come from a legal perspective where I oh, dude, just throw all that out the window and let your just let your dreams be dreams for a minute. Could you? Could you? Weird could in you? My life. I have no right, dreams then, about then, it. <laughs> then, then it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm bipolar. They banned me from it all. That sucks. Uh, I know. Not that I've ever. I never <laughs> inhaled. Ever. Uh, but no, hey, living you, in Toronto, listen. I can now tell the different kinds because you just walk places and you're like, yeah, oh yeah, that's nice. yep. But can you imagine like the ridiculous livery that a marijuana sponsorship would have on a car? Like, just, I would hope that there would just be just like weed leaves over the spirals and glitter and weed leaves, like Again, 420 vapors. Like, oh my god, it would be a meme car. It would be beautiful. Just paint it like that. That that what is it? That remember that car they got painted with the rainbow and the cat? Oh, like the neon cat. Yes. Neon so cat. that was um. Oh shit! Who was that? Was that Skrillex? I think it was no. It was Dead Mouse. It was Dead Mouse, the EDM guy that's friends with Connor Daly. Uh, he wrapped his Ferrari with Nyan Cat and called it the Ferrari, and Ferrari sent him a cease and desist. <laughs> so he wrapped a Lamborghini. Ferrari, who has no sense of humor. No, of course not. But he wrapped a Lamborghini instead and called it the Nyanbergini. And I think he still has that one. He's, he's oh, delightful. Yeah. Well, Sarah Connors. Now that we're done for talking the first about time, For the first time in a long time, we made a show. We did, finally. Oh, my God. We're not going to go this if long you, again, I swear. If you've come back... Well, wait a second. Didn't we say that last year when I went to Europe for two months? Yeah, and we still and made we shows. And like, we made one. We made one show. We still did. the internet didn't work anywhere else. That's true. You know what? It's fine. We'll figure it out. We've done this for long enough at this point that we can't give it up. Yeah, yeah. You can't get rid of us that easily. So if you have come back and you have listened to this show... Thanks for sticking around, bro. We really appreciate your support. Seriously. Check out the links in the article below here. And, uh, or around here, or wherever you're listening website, to this. Wherever the hell you are. I don't know. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you If you're do. on iTunes, check out our website. Yep. Like, come on, bro. Do us a solid. Yep. Yeah. So. And, uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> and I'm going to bed. Good night. Thanks for joining us. I'm Saskia Stewart. That was Sarah Connors. And this was the latest edition of The Good Girls. 
We'll see you at the next race.